0: Tonight, grief beyond measure in war-torn Ukraine after a helicopter crashes into a kindergarten. The fiery aftermath and mass casualties. A brutal backdrop to a surprise visit by Canada's defense minister. Canada stands with you. A honeymoon in Mexico takes a violent turn.
1: I just ran under the police tape and he was just
0: there in a crumpled mess. A husband found dead in a hotel lobby. And the investigation into an escalating turf war. The loss of farmland at all is is a shame. Prized property and a premier accused of tipping off developers.
2: This is a government that is trying to simply pay off its friends. National News with Omar Sachadina.
0: Good evening everyone. We begin tonight with a devastating tragedy in a country already battered by the brutality of war. A helicopter crashed near a kindergarten in Ukraine. At least 14 people are dead, including a child and a top government minister who was on board. The explosion happened as Canada's defence minister was in the Ukrainian capital where she announced new military vehicles are on the way. CTV's Danielle Hamamjan reports from Kyiv tonight.
3: The scene was like an inferno. But there were no air raid sirens before this explosion. Shortly after eight in the morning in the suburb of Kyiv, And just as parents were dropping off children at this nursery, a helicopter with nine people on board crashed at the site. The cause is now under investigation. We heard screams, children were running around and we began to help, said this young man. They were passing children over the fence and we managed to take three of them. This little girl is among the survivors. But among those killed, the highest-ranking Ukrainian official to die since the war began, the Interior Minister, Denis Monastirsky.
2: This is also a
3: personal tragedy for me, said his colleague, the Defence Minister, as we were close friends. And it's to a close ally that Alexei Reznikov today said thank you. On her first visit here since Russia's invasion, Canadian Defence Minister Anita Anand came with more military assistance to offer. 200 additional armoured personnel carriers made in Mississauga, worth $90 million, (laughs) part of a half a billion dollar aid package announced in the fall.
1: These vehicles also allow for the safe transportation of personnel and equipment and medical evacuations also. They are equipped with smart tech and that helps soldiers to detect threats early. But Ukraine has made it clear what's at the top of
3: its wish list are tanks, specifically the Leopard Battle tank made in Germany. As opposed to armoured vehicles, they're used to break enemy lines. Russia is exporting terror. Addressing the World Economic Forum from Kiev, President Zelensky. The supplies of Western tanks must outpace another invasion of Russian tanks. Canada is among the countries that own leopard tanks, but in order to give them to Ukraine, Germany, where the tanks originated, has to approve it, something it has so far resisted for fear of being perceived as escalating the conflict and provoking Vladimir Putin. Omar.
0: A topic of discussion for Western allies at a critical meeting in Germany on Friday. Danielle, thank you. Canada's foreign minister summoned the Russian ambassador to condemn the Kremlin's actions.
3: To make clear, we do not accept the sheer brutality of Russia's recent attacks against civilians in Dnipro.
0: 45 people died Saturday when a Russian missile struck an apartment building in the Ukrainian city of Dnipro. Moscow has denied it targeting civilians. A Winnipeg woman's honeymoon in Mexico has ended in horror. Just 12 hours before Jesse and Stacy Ropos were set to fly home from the Mayan Riviera, Resort staff told Stacy her husband was dead. Now two hotel employees are accused of murder and the grief-stricken widow is searching for justice. CTV's Manitoba Bureau Chief Jill Makishan reports.
4: On their last night in Mexico, Jesse and Stacy Ropost laid in a hammock under the stars. Whatever happens, happens. Let's go! In a few short hours, this 36-year-old father and husband would be dead. We were having this amazing trip and coming home and so I was
1: now bringing my husband's body home.
4: Ten days in paradise. It was the highlight of the couple's new year. Their first ever trip south. They chose the Catalonia Riviera Maya Resort near Cancun. They were celebrating a life they'd made together. Their three children, the family business. This was a belated honeymoon. Just before midnight last Thursday, Stacey Ropos went to bed. Three hours later, hotel staff knocked on her door.
1: I really need to tell you that I'm sorry, but your husband has died and I and I just ran under the police tape and he was just he was just there in a crumpled mess. They just it's like they choked him and just let him drop.
4: It's alleged Ropos had assaulted two guests and two staff members outside a hotel disco. The translated police report says one of the workers tried to restrain him and another man put him in a chokehold until he, quote, stayed unconscious with his face to the ground. A lawyer representing the family in Mexico says Ropos's trachea was crushed. Two staff members were arrested. They are being held in custody, accused of homicide. We had a great life. And Ropos is picking up the pieces. Her husband's body was returned to Canada today. It's such a shame that it was just such a big, awesome, bright light, and now it's, it's gone, but I'm just, I'm just going to
1: hold on to that.
4: A GoFundMe has helped raise some of the nearly $15,000 needed to return Jesse's body to Winnipeg. As Ropos and her family begin planning a funeral, the two Mexican men will make their next court appearance Friday. Omar.
0: Horrific details. Jill Makishan in Winnipeg tonight. Jill, thank you. A series of controversial contracts awarded to a single consulting firm by the Trudeau government will now be investigated by a parliamentary committee.
3: This is coming from the top, with its tentacles permeating throughout government.
0: MPs voted unanimously to launch the study into the government's relationship with McKinsey & Company and why the work needed to be outsourced. The firm has been awarded 23 federal contracts since 2015, worth more than $101 million. Ontario's decision to open up protected land to construction will be the focus of two separate investigations announced today. The first will examine whether the housing minister used insider information to tip off developers, and the second will look into the environmental impact. CTV's Heather Wright on what's at stake.
5: For decades, this property north of Toronto has been farmland. For how much longer though, Ben Kellington isn't sure.
2: If everything
0: goes through, it eliminates my job here and, and my housing for sure. There you go girl.
5: Kellington doesn't own the farm, but he works and lives on the land which had been protected from development under the Greenbelt Act. In November, the four government introduced legislation that removes 7,400 acres of agriculture and environmentally sensitive land from protection in order to build homes. Part of Ford's plan to address the province's housing crisis. Hands off the, green belt. the legislation has been dogged by controversy ever since. With accusations, developers were tipped off about the plan change after land was bought and sold just weeks before the announcement. It's something the PCs deny. Today, Ontario's Auditor General and Integrity Commissioner announced separate investigations into whether ethics rules were broken along with the financial and environmental impact of Bill 23. We will open up the Greenbelt, not not all of it. In 2018 Ford told a room of builders that if elected his government would allow development on the Greenbelt. He later backtracked promising the land would be protected.
2: First of all it's not about housing.
5: Former Toronto Mayor and federal PC Cabinet Minister David Crombie once chaired the Greenbelt Council.
2: This is a government that is trying to simply pay off its friends in the land development industry. That's what it's about.
5: And while he stands to lose his job and home, Ben Kellington is more concerned about the loss of farmland. Eventually you run out of good farmland
1: to feed all those people in the houses.
5: The provincial police are also deciding whether to look into the Greenbelt decision. The government denies any wrongdoing and says it will cooperate fully with the investigations. Omar.
0: Heather Wright in Toronto. Nova Scotia is taking steps to ease the pressure on strained emergency departments after two women died waiting hours to see a doctor.
1: The needs of the system have expanded and changed, but the system has not.
0: Some of the new measures include doctor-led teams focused on admitting patients more quickly, adding patient advocates in waiting rooms, and making virtual care available to those with less urgent needs. South of the border, prosecutors presented in court the disturbing and gruesome Google search history of a man accused of murdering his wife who was last seen on New Year's Day. CTV's Richard Madden on the terrifying timeline.
5: Mr.
2: Walsh. In this Massachusetts courtroom, prosecutors say they have the weapons and motive to prove Brian Walsh killed his wife, Anna, because he wanted to end their marriage.
3: Rather than divorce, and believe that Brian Walsh is coming,
2: Anna Walsh, Walsh is already charged with misleading investigators in Anna's disappearance. Her body hasn't been found, but prosecutors now say on the morning the mother of three vanished, Walsh used his son's iPad to Google search ways to cover up the murder. How long before a body starts to smell? Ten ways to dispose of a dead body if you really need to. How long does DNA last? How to clean blood from wooden floor.
5: How to found the body.
2: As prosecutors read the search history, Walsh is seen shaking his head. Anna Walsh was last seen January 1st, where she failed to board a flight to her job in Washington, D.C., but it wasn't until January 4th she was reported missing by her employer. Investigators since found two bloodied knives in their basement, ten trash bags with a hacksaw and his vaccine card, and bloodied slippers that match both their DNAs. Surveillance video shows Brian Walsh dumping big garbage bags at various dumpsters, although that evidence was incinerated. He's also seen at a hardware store buying supplies believed to have been used in her murder.
3: Items included cleaning products, mops, brushes, tape, top, buckets, garbage, mm-hmm. baking soda, and hatchet.
2: And Brian Walsh has pleaded not guilty to all charges, including first-degree murder. He's being held without bail. His children are now in state custody. Omar.
0: Richard Madden in Washington tonight. Software giant Microsoft is cutting 10,000 jobs starting immediately. That's nearly 5% of its global workforce. In a note to staff, the CEO called the decision difficult but necessary. Layoffs in the tech sector have intensified as companies brace for a possible recession this year. And the largest layoff in Amazon's 28-year history started to take effect today. Workers in Canada, the U.S., and Costa Rica are the first to be hit in a plan to eventually cut 18,000 positions. You may remember last night, we told you about Jim and Kathy Hamilton, a Toronto couple left struggling in Chile after Jim's customized wheelchair didn't make it on their Air Canada flight. Thank
6: you, thank you.
0: Well, this is Jim today, reunited with his critical mobility aid after the airline delivered it to him overnight. The Hamiltons will board a ship tomorrow, for a 16-day cruise. Their first trip since Jim suffered a stroke in 2021. Should be pretty special. Coming up, an NHL player called offside.
4: My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion.
0: The boycott and the backlash. Plus, why the Prime Minister of New Zealand is calling it quits. In a surprise announcement tonight, the woman who became New Zealand's youngest prime minister in 150 years said she is stepping down.
3: I know what this job takes, and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice. It's that simple.
0: Jacinda Ardern's last day in office will be February 7th, and she will stay on as a member of parliament, but will not seek re-election in October's general election. A new era in women's basketball may soon begin in Canada. The WNBA confirmed today Toronto is on the shortlist for an expansion team.
5: The three-point try is good!
0: The WNBA also revealed Toronto will host an exhibition game in May, only the third time the league has played outside the US. The commissioner says there's no timeline for expansion and is, for now, focused on growing its fan base in Canada. Controversy is swirling around the National Hockey League tonight, one day after Philadelphia Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov refused to participate in his team's Pride Night. The 26-year-old said it's against his religious beliefs to support the LGBTQ2S community. CTV's Bill Fortier
7: reports. D'Angelo does so many good things. Especially- As the Philadelphia Flyers warmed up in rainbow jerseys Tuesday night, they sent a message everyone is welcome in hockey, but not everyone felt the same way. Flyers defenseman Ivan Provorov did not come out for the pride-themed warm-up, citing his Russian Orthodox beliefs. I respect everybody, and
1: I respect everybody's choices.
7: My choice is to stay true to myself and my religion.
2: It's one thing I respect about Provi. He's always true to himself.
7: The online response came quickly, some calling Provorov homophobic. Here's the pro clock, Openly gay player Luke Prokop, who was drafted by the NHL's Nashville Predators and currently plays in the WHL, tweeted, We shall continue to break barriers and show hockey is truly for everyone. While some have suggested Provorov should have faced consequences. Is there any consideration on your part when he chose not to wear the jersey to not play him as a result? No. No. I guess I would say, you know, I'm disappointed. This expert on sexual minority issues says the focus should not be on the actions of one player, but on the rest of the team. The warm-up was part of the Flyers' annual Pride Night. This is really uh, a success story. Every player but one chose to wear that jersey. Well, I think we've come a long way. The group behind the You Can Play project has been working for a decade with hundreds of teams and leagues to make hockey more inclusive. Board members say despite setbacks, progress is being made. We've been at this for a number of years, and I expect that will continue. Uh, But I'm certainly
6: um, hopeful for the direction that it's headed.
7: The NHL released a statement saying that clubs are encouraged to support diversity, but that ultimately it's up to players to decide which initiatives to support. Bill Fortier, CTV News, Edmonton. And it's clear where Edmonton Oilers forward Evander Kane is throwing his
0: support. Okay, ready? Behind Cecily Eklund. The two became fast friends after he heard about her fundraising effort to sell these stuffed toys and weighted dolls she makes herself for kids battling cancer.
7: She gifted them to my kids, and I thought that was very sweet, and then... I had to uh, give her a gift since I couldn't just receive so I had to give her something and I gave her a jersey.
0: Cecily, who was diagnosed with brain cancer when she was six, is hoping to raise $10,000 by her 10th birthday in March and she is more than halfway there. Way to go. After the break.
4: Well, it was a pretty slow day.
0: Until this preteen came face to face with a predator. Researchers in B.C. are sounding the alarm over a common household product that is believed to be contributing to the population decline of one of the most majestic creatures in the Pacific. CTV's B.C. Bureau Chief Melanie Nagy on the dangerous discovery.
1: In the waters off B.C.'s coast, orcas dominate the ocean, but despite the predator's strength, many are struggling. Dwindling food, habitat disturbance and climate change are impacting their health and now adding to that is a poisonous substance.
4: This contaminant is out of concern because it's toxic.
1: Marine pollution specialist Juan Jose Alava says a chemical called 4-non-nil phenol, which is used to produce toilet paper has been found in orcas. One of
4: the items that basically is associated with is basically recycled toilet paper or toilet paper that is being breaking down.
1: Aliva, along with federal and provincial scientists, conducted an in-depth study into an orca's chemical load by analyzing tissue taken from whales washed up on beaches in recent years.:
4: This contaminant can affect the reproductive system, the development even can, can affect the cognitive function and the nervous system.
1: It's not just the pollutants found in toilet paper. The scientists found numerous chemicals, some of which are found in food packaging and cookware. The researchers say the chemicals enter the sea from industrial runoff, wastewater and treatment plant discharge. With orcas topping the food chain, they consume smaller species such as salmon that can be contaminated with the pollutants.
2: We've got uh, 73 left right now of the southern resident killer whales.
1: Jay Richland has long advocated for better orca protection. B.C. southern residents, as they're commonly called, are endangered. While conservation measures have improved, Richland says more needs to be done.
2: This industrialization of our shoreline is something that we have to rethink completely.
1: Because without help from humans, orcas will likely continue to struggle. Melanie Nagy, CTV News, Vancouver. A 12-year-old boy has an incredible
0: story to tell after an amazing catch in Florida. Campbell Keenan reeled in a great white shark while on a fishing trip with his family.
4: When he first started reeling it in, it took out drag. I was like, is this thing going to pull me in? Because I was just scared.
0: At first, Keenan thought it was a large grouper until the 10-foot-long shark surfaced, all 450 pounds of it. After a few photos, it was released back into the ocean. Love how calm he is. After the break, the Red Zed makes a return. The The spring comeback of a nostalgic retail Canadian brand. An old Canadian brand is making a comeback, hoping to shape up the retail landscape. CTV's John Van Valley Rao on the Zellers Revival.
6: While dancing in an old Zellers parking lot, comedian Stuart Reynolds sang about the beloved brand he dearly missed. A nod to nostalgia that resonated with a lot of Canadians. Now pleased to hear this bold red logo is making a comeback of sorts.
3: People were friendly and it was it was our our store.
2: Who gives you more Zellers or the competition?
6: Millions remember the old ads and that catchy slogan.
2: Zeller's, where the lowest price is the law, every day.
6: Zeller's all but vanished a decade ago when many of them were converted to Target stores which ultimately flopped. Now owner HBC confirming Zeller's will be back inside of its Hudson's Bay stores. 25 locations in 7 provinces, each up to 10,000 square feet. Selling items like home decor, toys, pet and baby products, and clothing. Canadians have a lot of time for Zeller's from a nostalgia standpoint you know we all grew up going there with our parents grandparents. Around for more than 80 years the first ever Zeller's was opened in London Ontario back in 1928 by Waterloo born businessman Walter Zeller. Three years later the brand expanded initially dubbed a Canadian chain of thrift stores. At its peak they were around 350 before losing ground to competitors like Walmart.
2: The only thing I remember about Zeller's is that I think there was a pretty good restaurant in the Zeller's and that's about the only thing I remember about it.
6: <laughs> Inside this bay location in Burlington, Ontario, there's already a pop-up store and there will be a new online Zeller's, though some analysts aren't sure any of it will be a success.
3: The question's going to be how long will the nostalgia work as a marketing tool? Eventually the brand's going to have to be self-sustaining um, beyond the nostalgia element
6: with this blast from the past set to return more widely in the spring. John Venevalli rouse CTV News, Toronto.
0: And that is a snapshot of this Wednesday for all of us at CTV National News. Thank you for watching and have a good night.
2: CTV National News. Canada's number one newscast.